What's up, everybody, and welcome to this Talkin' Buds Leaf Show special presentation. I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. David Bastel. How are you, my friend? Hello, Thank you for coming back on with me. Good seeing you, Rob. Good seeing you. Uh, you know what? My favorite time of year, I know a lot of people say, I like summer. It's like, no, no, no. I like the start of hockey season, and we're only hours away from it. So I just think we should take a moment, given the banner behind you, yeah. and just say, I think people, we plugged it on our most recent episode, but why not plug it again? Sports interaction behind behind you. Why not hit up SIA.com slash Talking Buds to sign up for your brand new sports interaction account and have access to all the wonderful things that sports interaction provides. Yeah, you, you know what? And it's it's a lot of fun too, right? Play responsibly as we both do uh, and, and have some fun with it. There's a lot of Leaf games coming up that you're going to look at some props for goals and assists and points and so forth. There's, there's seasonal props for trophies and, of course, the game props. You know, who's going to win, Montreal or Toronto? I think we know the answer. But, you, you, know, <laughs> it, it, you know, in game totals and so forth, there's a lot to do, a lot of in-game stuff as well. I'm a big fan. I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of in-game stuff where – you know, a team goes up one nothing, and you're like, I think there's a comeback coming here. And sometimes you get better odds that way. Investigate the site, sign up on the Talking Buds link, and uh, have some fun this hockey season. Absolutely. So as you know the deal, this is a Leaf show you've been on before. So I'm just going to throw you a softball right off the top, just a generic <laughs> sort of open-ended. When you look at this Leaf team going into this new season, like, what is your first thought? What's the first thing that comes to mind for you? And, like, how, like how is this team going to have success? Yeah, I think the most obvious one is, and, and you know, as a Jets fan, I'm, I'm jealous of it, uh, is how much star power you have up front and how good this team is offensively. Some of the brightest, youngest superstars that could be on posters of NHL as a league <laughs> to have on your roster. So scoring will not be an issue. The defense has improved. I, I think it's not as bad as some people think. But my question mark, and it's probably your question mark, is how good are the two new goaltenders? It, seldom do we see a situation where a team will bring in two goaltenders, let alone just a one to make the change. When you bring in the one, you're like, oh, I wonder how he's going to do. It's like two brand new guys to the organization both have the option and, and opportunity of of, of playing very well. Matt Murray has a very good resume. I, I, I mean, the Stanley Cups on the fingers don't lie, but he's had some off seasons, right? And and Ilya Samsonov is a first round pick. Big, tall, lanky guy. I He looks like a goaltender, but he hasn't quite panned out yet. Can he do it this year? Those are my big question marks for the Leafs. I think they're the best team in the Atlantic Division, in my opinion. Regular season. Can they parlay that into the postseason? We shall see. That's always the question with the Leafs, right? And as far as the goalies go, you know, we've talked a lot about that on our show. And, like, mostly, like, Sam, Samsonov, I think, is is definitely a question mark, just given the fact that we don't have as much of a resume with him as we do with, like, a Matt Murray. Yeah. Um, and it, is Matt Murray really all that different than Jack Campbell to you? Like, like we've talked about this all ad nauseum it's like i'm actually the season hasn't even started yet and i'm already exhausted by this conversation <laughs> but i i wanted to ask you like is it really that different going into a season with matt murray than it was going into a season last year with jack campbell 
You know what? When you when you put it that way, no. And and I think from a Leafs like an unbiased situation from me looking at the Leafs situation, it's like you have Jack Campbell that ha- had some decent years in Los Angeles, got an opportunity and took advantage of it. Matt Murray's resume looks so much more impressive. Exactly, right? And, like if you, and, and you, if you didn't there, know anything and no. I put their two resumes in front of you, which one would you pick? Yeah, Matt Murray. Yeah. Like this yeah. Circle it 10 times and felt. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those yeah. situations where it's like maybe this is a situation where Matt Murray comes to a brand new team revitalized and, and, and gets back on track. So my only, my only question is he had a down year in Pittsburgh because that's why, that's why the Penguins started, you know, made the move and so forth. And he went to Ottawa. It's no fair to anybody to play in front of the Ottawa Senators when Matt Murray was there. So you can't sit there and go home, yes. oh, you know, and so forth. So, so now we're going to see the true test because if Matt Murray fails here, we may not see Matt Murray in the NHL anymore because it's, it's the kind of situation where you have that opportunity and it's like flourish Matt Murray like you have in the past or I don't know if there's a spot in this league for you because it's a glorious opportunity. Completely, completely agree. And um, we've talked a lot to about preseason and, and how much how much that really matters. And I, for the star players, I don't think it matters at all. But I made the point to my brother that for a guy like Matt Murray, I think it really does matter. It, it matters for him to come in and play well and have good vibes because you know if he went out in one of these preseason games and got absolutely shelled for yeah. four or five goals, the media narrative the next day and the fan narrative the next day would be all... Oh, Kyle Dubas brought his guy Matt Murray in and he stinks and here Completely. we go should have signed Jack Campbell so I think the way he's played in the preseason thus far is sort of a good launching point for him and if he can sort of parlay that into into a better season and if they can manage his workload and get Samsonov uh, in there as much as they can like if you look at the schedule they've got a back-to-back to start the season and the it's second crazy. game I know <laughs> yeah the second game is at home against Washington so Ilya yeah. Samsonov is going to start his season at home against his former team it's crazy how do they do that how do the schedule makers do that well, and and I and I always wondered that cuz when I saw it in July or whenever they released it I was like Really, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to start off a season there with with back. To, there wasn't enough room on the schedule to move it like a day. But you're right. You know what? But the other aspect of it is Matt Murray comes in and, and plays against the team that he should be able to handle. If you're Ilya Samsonov and you can't get up for your first game as a Maple Leaf against the team that said beat it, then yep. there's a big problem there. I know it's back to back, and the team in front of him is going to be. Maybe maybe not midseason tired because it's different to have back to back in January than it is in October. But but nonetheless, there's always that that, that little bit of fatigue of a second game and second night and so forth. But man, I I think in a sense it might be a benefit because you also get it out of the way. And as yes. you know, sometimes you're looking at that calendar and you and you see that oh we we play them in February. I don't have to worry about it. But it's always like even from our level where we're, we're you know, say in school, we're, we're looking at that test that we are kind of nervous about. Wouldn't you rather have it faster than, la- you know, sooner than later uh, get, just get to it get it out of, it out of the way? So 100% agree. 100% <laughs> agree. 
Um, when you look up and down the roster, who's a guy that you have circled? Like, obviously, it's Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, sure. like those are the obvious answers, right? But if like, give me a guy that isn't a part of the core four that you look at their roster and you're like, this is a guy that I'm watching this year. Uh, well, there's a couple of them, but the one I'll mention here, just because I think he has the greatest ability to expand his role, is Nick Robinson. Nick yep. Robertson. I, I, I think Nick Robertson will start off on the third, fourth line, likely the fourth line, but a Nick Robertson, considering he's on that left side, has the opportunity, I think, to jump even as high as the first line. I'm not going to push Michael Bunting off of this line or anything like that because there seems to be some really good on ice, on ice, off ice chemistry with you know Marner and Matthews. But the the ceiling on a Nick Robertson, man, if he if he turns out like brother in yes. Dallas, this is found gold. And it, you know what? And if you look at his OHL career, like you have, the scoring is there. Can he elevate it when he has the perfect opportunity with this sort of offensive-minded team? I think he personally can. I really liked it. I, I really liked him in junior. I, I, I cover the Steelheads quite a bit. So we, we saw a lot of Nick Robertson in Mississauga, and nobody wanted to see Nick Robertson in, in, uh, in any, any barn in the OHL. I hope he can do that in the NHL because I think the ability is there. Start him on the fourth, and you will see this guy bump up. Everybody will be talking about this kid if he pans out the way I think he should be able to this season. He's another guy that I think preseason vibes, good vibes, really do matter. Yeah. Um, Nick Robertson, it's so funny, us as Leaf fans. Like, we totally deserve the the chirping that that we get. Like, my, Ryan and I did our, our most recent episode just yesterday, and – we're like, oh, we'll touch on Nick Robertson and, and, and the camp that he's having. And then, like, next thing you know, it's 25 minutes of just straight Nick Robertson discussion. And where does he go? What line does he play? What if he doesn't pan out? What if he does pan out? What if you wanted to trade him? What could you get for him? What if you don't want to trade him? Could he play with Matthews? Could he be this this elusive second-line left winger that they keep trying to find? That's why you guys are the best Maple Leafs podcast. Come on now. Yeah. This is yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We just it's, – it's so funny. And then we just stop and kind of look at each other at the and go we just spent 25 minutes talking about nick robertson and where he's gonna <laughs> slot into this lineup <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's um, it's so true though but the the sky's the limit the ability is there the pedigree is there now it's it's his time to to make that step and i i honestly think you know lee fans are going to be pleasantly surprised with this so Wanted to have you on uh, as well to do a little around the league discussion. Sure. And obviously, you know, you're noted Winnipeg Jets super fan. Um, but before we get to them, you, you touched on um, you think the Leafs are the best team in the Atlantic division. I do. Yeah. So when you look around, so what makes you um, make that like what fuels you to make that statement? Like, do you look around and think the Leafs have gotten better? Do you think some of these other teams have prog- uh, regressed? Like, what's. Why do you think it's not going to be one of the Florida teams again? And this time it will be the Leafs. Yeah, my my thing is when I'm looking at it is, okay, well, you, you, you can sit there and eliminate your Buffaloes and your Detroits, even though they've made some improvements. Nice teams. They, you know, let's talk in a couple of years. Then you look at your Senators teams that, that made some nice, you know, there's a lot of optimism in, in, in Ottawa. I was there this past weekend for a friend's wedding. 
and Ottawa Senator News is like everywhere you go and these free agents and so forth. They're going to have a nice season. Uh, they may even contend for a wild card spot, but I'm not thinking division. Boston seems to be that leeway team for me where it's like I, I don't think they have the goaltending. I know that forward group is aging. And when you bring back a David Krejci, it's a nice story. But David Krejci is older than I am. So so yeah. there's there's the problem there. Now you get into the big three, which are, you know, three of the top ten, three of the top five teams in the league, in my opinion. The Florida Panthers made some significant changes. Did they get better? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Like, I like Matthew Kachuk. I saw a lot of Matthew Kachuk in the West. Uh, and I think he's going to be good. But as you know, it takes some time to gel. And that dressing room loved Jonathan Huberto, like loved Jonathan Huberto. So there's going to take some time there. Also, I'm not I'm kind of suspect on their goaltending as well, because I think Spencer Knight is the better of the two. But that's another story. Now, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're the kind of team where they're that veteran lineup where sometimes when you get into the month of March, when they're already in the playoffs and so forth, the pedal will not be to the metal with the Tampa Bay Lightning. With the Leaf situation, I think it is. I, I you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's the right plan to do or, or so forth, but you know, I, I think they're going to be in that mix where they are top three for sure. I think they are the better of the three teams right now, regular season wise. My key is, can they play that postseason game that we've been lacking the last number of years? We shall see. But we're in October. We're talking regular season. Um, they have the most explosive offense of those three teams. That counts a lot in the regular season, uh, and that's why I kind of give them the edge. And the odds makers are actually on my side as well. So I'm not exactly giving you a value pick here with the Leafs, but <laughs> I'm I'm giving you my honest pick with the Maple Leafs. And you're right, we are talking regular season, but you know what? Once those playoffs start, I just think number 88 on Tampa is just such an X factor, and it I is. would take him. He's, if you told me you have one game to win win it all and you can pick your goalie, I'm picking Vasilevsky all day, every day. And so I agree with you. I predicted uh, on our show the other day that the Leafs will win the division. Okay. But I, but I think the playoffs – What's the once the playoffs start? It's a whole new ball game, as we in Leafs Nation know all too well. Yeah, and, and you know what? And just further, just to wrap up that point about the Tampa Bay Lightning, you have you have arguably the best goalie we've seen in in ten years in the NHL in Vasilevsky, and number seventy seven on defense. As you know, oh. you need a horse on defense, and, oh, yeah. and that might be. I know everybody likes Cal McCarr and so forth. I love the guy. I think the guy's brilliant, but. You talk about a six foot five guy that can play offense, defense, leadership role. He's 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 a he's a captain among captains. He's you know he doesn't have to wear a C to be one. He can wear a C. If it, it's just he is the stalwart. He's he's that situation where we saw in the early two thousands of you need that Chris Pronger, you need that Scott Need. Like he is in that upper echelon already a Hall of Famer, and yep. that's that's two major pieces the Leafs do not have the Hall of Fame goaltender, the Hall of Fame defenseman. Do they have good defense and pretty okay goaltending? Yes, but do they have those two? Nobody does. I really think nobody has, and that's why Tampa's been so successful. Thousand percent agree with you. Just to stay in the Eastern Conference here, if you look at the the Metropolitan, who's a team, like, we talked about the Atlantic and the top three there. Who's the Mm -hmm. team in the Metropolitan that you've got your eye on? I have my eye on two, and it's a little bit of chalky when I say it, but you know I'm I'm big on Carolina. I, yeah. I think Carolina is going to have a nice season. But the team I look for, because I'm hearing way too many rumors about this, 
is the New York Rangers. The New York okay. Rangers seem to have all the pieces in order. And what I'm hearing, and of course, this has not happened, as you know, unless it does before taping, which would be awesome because I'd be a mind reader. But <laughs> I'm hearing Patrick Kane will be on the move. Wow. The New York Rangers are in that conversation for Patrick Kane. And if Patrick Kane comes over to play with Artemi Pernarin, as he did in Chicago, watch out Eastern Conference, not just the Metropolitan, but the yes. Eastern Conference, because it's going to be that good. And you know the Rangers are going to be uh, big, big buyers because the window is wide open, just like the Leafs, just like a couple other teams in that East. It is wide open, and and I don't have to tell you this, the Rangers are spenders when mm-hmm. when it's their time to, to shine. And if, if Patrick Kane is the carrot that comes over, all bets are off on uh, on who may who may beat this Ranger team because I don't think there's many. Wow! If that does happen uh, before uh, this this episode goes up, you will uh, declare you as a clairvoyant, <laughs> and we should definitely definitely keep listening to you. Um, so when we oh last thing on the on, on that division, so you're not you're not uh, reading too much into torts in Philly. Uh, you know what I. I I, I don't even know if the Flyers are a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's I don't know. And to tell you the honest truth, I kind of rolled my eyes when John Tortorella was hired in Philadelphia because mm-hmm. it's like we've watched this movie before, yeah. and and it almost reminds me in a sense back in the day where Mike Keenan kept on getting jobs because of the reputation of Mike Keenan, and it's like. No, no, no. The, the, the horse has left the barn. <laughs> you, you should have tried a different style when it comes to that. But uh, entertaining as heck. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. take that away. But fits, fits the Philly mold. He does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Uh, but I just I just don't know. I see I see an overhaul needing to take place in Philadelphia. And I don't think they have okay. the guy in place. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think you're probably right with that one. So obviously when we look at the central, there's no better place to start than with your Winnipeg Jets. Um, I I, I got to be honest with you, Dave. I was extremely puzzled by the Rick Bonus hire. Ooh. I saw an amazing tweet that said hiring Rick Bonus is like watching your favorite movie on VHS. <laughs> and so, and so as, as a Jets fan, your take on the hiring of Rick Bonus. Um, my take is this, it's a placeholder for what is to come in my, in my eyes. Uh, now, as you know, a lot of times new coach comes in, um, he signs a three year plus deal, so forth. Rick Bonus signed a two year deal. Mm -hmm. So I'm already alarm bells are going off in my head. Um, the Winnipeg Jets hire every single assistant coach that Barry Trotz wanted. Alarm right. bars go off in my head. Yeah, yes. Uh, Barry Trotz says no to everybody, and then finally at the end says no to the Jets. I would make this bet right now, and you can mark my words on this one. The Winnipeg Jets and Barry Trotz will meet next year at this time. Okay. And he will be the head coach. What I look at is Rick Bonus comes in, sets the table makes the necessary moves. We already saw the stripping of Blake Wheeler. I wouldn't be surprised if the former captain is gone by midseason. You clear out everything. When when you buy that house, you clear out everything you don't want. You know what you're going to keep. And then you, build, then you bring in 
the contractor to build this thing up. And I think the guy who's sitting on the sidelines this year and, and, and needed the much rest because the guy's been coaching for the last three decades, sometimes you burn out. Uh, I could be wrong about this completely, but there are so many connecting of the dots that it screams that this guy will be a Winnipeg Jets head coach sooner than later. Rick Bonus is a, is a decent defensive-minded guy that will help this team. A great uh, coach as far as communication is concerned. I've met him several times. He's been in the NHL almost as long as that logo has been around. Yeah. And, and I look at this going, not a bad placeholder coach when you consider what is to come, which of course the Jets can never sit there and say, hey, don't worry, we got something going on over here. And it's like, you know how it works. But yeah. but, but things change over the course of a year, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps something else happens that, 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 you know, alters the direction, but everything seems to be moving in that direction, in my opinion. Man, you are bringing it with the predictions today. <laughs> you are bringing it with the predictions. Um, obviously, you know, Central Division, Colorado Avalanche defending yeah. Stanley Cup champion. Are we just going to predict that they will repeat as division champion? Again yeah, this put year? the X beside yeah. their name. Put the X yeah. beside their name. I, I, I think so. I, I think there's a little bit of a question mark when we talk goaltending. It seems to be the trend, but uh, Gorgiev is a question mark to me. Uh, does he have the ability to be a starter? I'm not sure. I, I, I'm really not. Like it, the, the move did not impress me where it's like, whew. Oh, the Stanley Cup champs just got that much better. Uh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah. But yeah. you got to remember, he also replaced a goaltender that I wasn't big on anyway because Darcy Kemmer is is an okay goaltender. He, he got some big money in Washington. I, I'm not sure how that happened because the Colorado Avalanche did not win the Stanley Cup because of a Grant Fuhrer-like effort from Darcy Kemper in, in the Avalanche net. They won the Stanley Cup despite Darcy Kemper in the Avalanche net. So I'm kind of curious how this goes. You can't doubt that offense. You can't doubt the best defenseman in the NHL who probably already has multiple Norris trophies if you're forecasting in the future and so yes. forth. And uh, it's it's fun to watch. It really is. It reminds me of the Joe Sackick years. Uh, where this team is like, wow, these guys, these guys, yeah, these guys good, it's, it's yeah. the Harlem Globetrotters. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Um, we'll finish up here with the the Pacific Division, obviously, and I, I want to start personally with the Edmonton Oilers because, okay. as a Leaf fan, this is the fan base, and I know the answer to this is just stay off, Rob. Don't engage with them. But <laughs> this is the fan base that drives me the most nuts. The feeling's that, probably mutual, Rob. You oh, know? God, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Not like, not only do they love to pick up the Leaf cast-offs, but no. it's just like, this fan base will tell you that they just got the second coming of George Vesna in net <laughs> with, with Jack Campbell. And it's just like, okay, relax. And same thing with Zach Hyman. Like, I look at guys like um campbell and zach hyman and like as a leaf fan was i sad to see those guys go absolutely would i have given those guys the contracts that the edmonton oilers gave them no way (laughs) so like if you guys want to celebrate that knock yourself out but you look at the oilers who made it to the western conference final last year and what are we thinking this year i I i've seen enough jack campbell to to know that I'm not going to put all my eggs in this guy's basket. Yeah. Now, did did he cost the Leafs the the two playoff series that he started in? No, he did not. But was he 
was it an up and down roller coaster ride? And does he have mental struggles and mental hurdles he has to overcome? Absolutely. And Edmonton is a market like Toronto where it's like very heightened. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, just your thoughts on the Oilers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious too. And the funny part is when you look at some of these former Oiler goaltenders. Jack Campbell might be George Vesna compared to them. That's the scary <laughs> part is because because it's been terrible. Like some of these Oilers goaltenders, like I I wouldn't invite Mika Kostinen to to my rec league. Like I, I wouldn't <laughs> want him in my net. Like that's how bad it's been. It's it's yeah. been horrendous. In in my mind, Rob, um, I'm actually because I was high on the Flames last year. I'm still surprised the Oilers handled the Flames as easily as they did because if Jacob Markstrom shows up. Like, where yeah. were you, man? Like, 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 you weren't even involved. You Against the Dallas Stars, you play like the second coming of Patrick Waugh, but against the Edmonton Oilers, you look like you haven't played in the NHL. It, yeah. it was it was just mind-boggling. I, I could not believe what I was seeing. I still think the Calgary Flames are the better team in, so in that division, in my opinion. I know there's going to be some changeover, and you know, but the Cadre addition is nice, and the Huberto, and, and uh, you know – Uyghur in the back end and so forth. Like, it's a nice team. I'm a big fan of Daryl Sutter. I, I worked with Daryl many years ago when I was in Calgary. I, I think he's a great guy. Um, and, and I kind of cheer for him as well. So it's kind of a personal level as well for me. But I look at the two teams, and the fun part is Alberta dominates that Pacific Division. Yes. And, and you know what? And Vancouver will trickle in there a little bit too. My question mark is with Vegas and the goaltending situation – when you when you trade a Hall of Famer away and you sign a guy that's pretty darn good and then that guy's out for the entire season, it's like, wow, wow, Vegas yep. does not have a proven I mean, good luck to you, Logan Thompson, because I mean if you <laughs> if you pan out, you're you're gonna have a long NHL career, but wow. So so that's the X factor in the division. The rest of the division, don't be surprised if the Kings surprise a lot of people. The Sharks will be disappointments and uh, and so forth. So I, I'm just looking at that going, it's nice to see the Alberta teams on top like it was when I was a kid because I'm, I'm a Smite Division guy and the Jets would have to either get beat up by the Oilers or the Flames or both <laughs> of them at the same time. And it's nice to see that they're doing it to that division as well because that should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, Dave, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, man, and doing a little around the league with me. We really appreciate it. We are definitely going to have you on again throughout Sounds the season. Good, and when when Ryan and I are in studio, we'd love to have you on on one of those episodes as well. But we really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much, man. This is fantastic. Hey, it's a lot of fun. And shout out to Ryan, too. Good guy. Yes. I miss him. He better be here next time I'm here. Oh, he will be here <laughs> next time for sure. Thanks so much, buddy. We'll catch Take you next care. time. Let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel.
begins Friday, September 23rd. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.